Now, praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adeomi. We are going through the Acts of the Apostles, and I'm now in chapter 24. Apostle Paul has already, was already arrested in chapter 23 in Jerusalem, and he was brought before the council, and he, he proclaimed himself to be a Pharisee, and then that caused the division among the council. And the soldiers have to take him out of the council, and then some men planned that they are going to kill him at all costs, and they made him put themselves down a cost. They will not eat or drink until they kill him, which uh, was leaked. This, the, the conspiracy was leaked to, by one of the, by somebody to the cousin of Apostle Saul, or a nephew of Apostle Paul, who came quietly to tell Paul what was being planned against him, and he told the sentinel to take the young man to the chief captain to tell him. And the chief captain heard about this plot, and he decided to take Paul out of Jerusalem by night. And he took Paul to the, sent the soldier to take Paul out of Jerusalem, take him to Caesarea. You know, he was in Caesarea in the house of Philip the Evangelist. That was where Agabus met them before. Before he came to Jerusalem and said, this is going to happen to Paul. If he has decided not to come to Jerusalem, they would have just gone back to wherever he could go. But see, the Jews were always looking for him wherever he, he found him. So now he, that was not the case. He, he has now been a prisoner in the hand of the Romans who wanted to, you know, the father has not done anything wrong that deserved this. But the Jews wanted him killed. So they were trying to actually protect Paul. The Jews, the soldiers were trying to protect Paul from being killed or from being lynched by all these Jews. So that's why they rescued him out of Jerusalem. And now he's in Caesarea before the governor said, you don't just let him go free. You still have to get him through the court cases. So now they say, well, here you go, all of you go before the governor and talk. The, the, the chief captain was going to tell the chief rulers of the Jews to go before the governor and tell their case against Paul. And he took Paul to Governor Felix. That is where we are going to go to now in chapter 24. Apostle Paul now was before the governor Felix, waiting for the Jews to show up, the chief of the Jews to show up, who are, who are going to stand before the governor and tell why they, why they, whatever they had against Apostle Paul. Chapter 24, verse 1. Because the governor has said, I will hear you when your accusers also come. Because the, the captain has said, I will tell the he said he has told the, 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 the chief rulers of the Jews to go before the governor and go tell Paul, Paul is already before the governor, go tell what you have against him before the governor. So he has sent them to the governor. After five days, Ananias, the high priest, descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tatulus. So they brought a, a spokesman with them who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called for to speak as Tatulus, he began to accuse Paul, saying, Seeing that we, by thee, by the governor, we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto us, unto this nation, by thy providence. First, 
praising the governor that you always do something good for us in this nation. So we accept it always. And in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness, we are thanking you for all you have done for our nation. But for the, notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee, I pray that thou will hear us of thy clemency a few words. Now they, they have a, the attorneys have a way of presenting that he's the first one to praise the judge so that you'll be on this for them. So then he said, we have found this man, verse 5. He was pointing to Paul now. A pestilent, he called him a pestilent fellow. And Paul, Apostle Paul was a pestilent. <laughs> he called him a pestilent. And a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world. And a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. They use the word ringleader when they, uh, when they mean evil. It's a ringleader of a, a group. A group. If, it's a, if it's a group that is supported, say it's a manager or it's a leader. Or it's a captain of a group that is accepted. But when it's a group that they don't accept, they call him ringleader. Means this group is a ring, like a underground thing. They call it a ring. So they call them ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Verse six: Who also has gone about to profane the temple, whom we took and will have judged according to our law? But the chief captain, Lysias, came upon us and with great violence took him away out of our hands. And they tried to blame the. Trouble on the captain that he came with violence and took him out of our hands. Verse 8. Commanding his accusers to come unto thee by examining of whom thou thyself mayest know, take knowledge of all these things whereof we accuse him. This is an accused. Verse 9. And the Jews also ascended, yes, 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 saying that these things were so. Now, verse 10. Then Paul, after that the governor had been called unto him to speak, so, say so now, God, Paul, Defend yourself now. So Paul was going to speak. Paul, after that, the governor had been to this, answered, For as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, you also start by praising the, the governor. I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. You know, remember, Paul was an attorney. So he also knew how to address a court. So he started by saying, I know you are a judge of this nation for many years. So I do cheerfully answer for myself. Because that may understand that there are yet but 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogue nor in the city. Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. Say, but this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets enough hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. He just, Apostle Paul just lined himself with the fact that I'm confessing what they are opposing me for. I preach resurrection. Actually, they allow it because there are Pharisees among the people that they allow. I'm only just preaching the same thing, resurrection. I don't know why they are opposing me. And they are now saying, I'm rabble I don't trouble anybody in this temple. That's what he was trying to say. They didn't see me raising up any crowd in the temple or in the city. I just come to worship. Verse 16 says, Herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward me. Verse 17. Now, after many years, I came to bring arms to my nation and offerings. Whereupon certain Jews from Asia, he mentioned these Jews from Asia again. Found me purifying the temple, neither with multitude nor with too much. Who ought to have been here before thee and object if they had ought against me? 
So it's now saying the Jews of Asia as well as Sardis, and they, they should be here if they have anything against me. Why are they? Why? Why? Why were they here without those Jews of Asia? So if they have any objection, this Jews of Asia should be the one to come and speak. So speak. But straight, or else let this same air say, if they have found any evil doing in me, why that stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cry standing among them that touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called in question by you this day. He was laying the accusation to the fact that he preached resurrection. That this must be the only reason because I don't see anything I've done wrong other than I'm preaching resurrection, which some of you believe, some of you don't believe. But why are you opposing me as if I am an evil speaker? Verse 22. And when Felix had these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he defied them and said, when Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. So the governor more or less pushed them all to go home. That way I will wait for Lysias, the captain, to come and tell me what he knows. And he commanded the centurion to keep up and to let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his Christians to minister or come unto him. They always have a form to say, how much liberty do you want to give this man? Give him liberty. Yes, his friends could come and visit him. Yeah, let them come and visit him. But the centurion is going to keep him because he's still a prisoner until they decide to let him go or to give him back to the people that wanted to kill him. So, he said, he shouldn't, he shouldn't forbid his acquaintance. That's all these disciples that went with him to Jerusalem. They will have been coming back to Caesarea now and they will want to visit Paul. So let them come and visit him. He's free to entertain them. But he's going to be staying with that centurion that he's not free to go. He's not free to leave Caesarea. Verse 24. After certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, so Felix, governor, actually, his wife was a Jew, a Jewess. So his wife, he came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess. He sent for Paul and had him concerning the faith in Christ. I mean, he, he has heard about these Christians and so on and so forth. He wanted to know more about what they are preaching. And his wife, being a Jewess, who also was born, raised a Jew, knew a little bit about what they are talking about, but whether she believed or not, they would like to hear from the horses' mouth. We always say, from the horses' mouth, those who are really preaching, let's hear from their mouth. So let them tell us clearly what they are, what it means. Maybe they will believe. But sometimes they won't believe, even if they hear from the mouth of Jesus himself. Because remember, Jesus was preaching to the Jews when he was around. And the Jews say, well, why make us that? Tell us if you are the Messiah plainly. And he told them, he said, they still don't believe. So it doesn't mean that by hearing it from the horse's mouth, or the real person that are preaching it, not the third party, that, that will make you believe. That may not make you believe if you are not called to believe. The Bible says we are called to believe. Verse 25. And as he reasoned, as Paul reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, go thy way for this time. When I have a confidence, I will call for it. So he didn't want to hear anymore when he, when he get to some of the things that Apostle Paul was saying. Verse 26 says, He hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might lose him. Wherefore, he sent for him the oftener and commune with him. So you can see that corruption has been in the world from the day one after, after King. Corruption. That's what you want to say that even in the days of Apostle Paul, this governor, who was supposed to be working for Caesar, was looking for bribe. That's what he mean. He thought Paul could give him money. We are hard at Paul. You say you are collecting money, bringing it to your temple in Jerusalem. Arms? Oh, maybe Paul can give him some of those. 
That's what he had in mind. He has said that he said after many years I brought some arms and offerings to my to my to, to the temple in Jerusalem. So he said, Well, gee, you guys that are preaching about you collecting money and bringing it to the church, to the temple. He wanted some of those money. Corruption. He said that he hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul. See, corruption. Bribe. That he might lose him. If he has bribed him, he will lose him. Wherefore, he sent for him the offman. He didn't want to say it outright, but he asked, kind of asking question indirectly, how he could, thinking that Paul would have offered him a bribe to let him go. And he said, he communed with him, offerings, but he didn't let him go unless this man make an offer. And the Apostle Paul, we believers, won't make an offer of, of even if he asks for it, you are not allowed to give tired to give a bribe. Why? Because it's a sin. That's what he said. But after two years, he said he let Paul in for two years in that prison and never really conclude the case. He didn't say, he, didn't, he, he did not even ask for Lysia to come. He said, when Lysia, the captain, come, I will know the certainty of the matter. But he didn't ask for Lysia to come. Sometimes people do that in the government. He said, okay, well, what we are going to do, we are going to ask for the, something to happen. I remember a, a Christian brother came and he was detained in, uh, in uh, New York because they thought they said his passport had some problem. And then the, the Nigerian consulate went there and said, the passport has no problem, there's nothing wrong with this passport. I said, what about the visa? They said, well, I got the visa from the U.S. embassy in Nigeria, in Lagos. So what are you complaining about? Whatever is the reason why they didn't want to let this man in, he said, okay, we are going to ask the U.S. Embassy to confirm that they are the one that gave you this visa. And they kept the guy in detention. Do you know they did not send any letter to the U.S. Embassy in Nigeria? They didn't ask anything. I'm talking of many years in, 1980, in the 1980s. They didn't send any letter. Until this man's uh, vacation was expiring, we have to just go back from that detention in New York, that's immigration detention, Go back to Nigeria because you have already spent your two weeks of vacation in detention. Just go back. So when he told them I'm going back, they just let him go back by the departure. You know, just deported him back to Nigeria without him ever getting past the New York. You see, but he was coming to Arizona just to visit for two weeks vacation. You see, but you see, what I'm saying is that they did not send any letter to the USA because when they, when the young man came back to Nigeria, he wrote a letter to the USA. This is what. This how they treated him in New York, and they said they are going to ask you guys to confirm. They, said, they wrote this young man back and said, We didn't receive any letter from New York that you that asked anything about you or anything. So, which means they just lied to him and said, We are going to ask the embassy to see whether they are the one that gave you this visa, and then we will decide whether to let you in. But they did not send any letter until the man wasted two weeks in the detention and then he decided and said, told him, I'm going back to Nigeria. They said, you can go back if you want to every time. So they let him go back. So now you see how this governor did the same thing. He said, well, when Lysias, the captain comes as in verse 22, I will know the uttermost of Jemaah. Did he send for the captain to come? No, he didn't send for the captain to come. He just kept Apostle in that prison. And even if the captain came, he didn't even ask anything about the captain or he didn't conclude the situation. But he kept calling for Paul, looking for whether Paul can give him some money. And he didn't, he didn't get the money. So that normally is the way of the world, the way of the ungodly world. But we are not of this world. So we thank God that he has delivered us from the world. So that is the end of chapter 24. And I believe 
the Lord will give us more insight as we go to chapter 25. Let's continue with chapter 25 right now because we still have more time. Chapter 25. Chapter verse 1. Now when Festus was come into the province after three days. Now let's read for chapter 24 verse 27. The last verse of Hosea talked about Felix being gone and a new governor coming after two years. After two years, Pontius Festus came into Felix's room. And Felix, willing to show the Jews a pleasure, left Paul boundaries. For those two years, there was a, a, a call that put the governor out of that place and another governor is going to take over. But instead of this governor concluding the case of Paul, he didn't want to offend the Jews, the rulers of the Jews. So he just left Paul there that let the new governor handle it. And he left. He didn't conclude it. And then that was after two years. Another governor called Festus came in and Felix was gone. So Paul would just wake up one morning and find out the governor is no more the governor Felix. It's new, a new governor has come, Festus. What? So he was stranded. Like you are stranded in this place with a new governor who does not know anything about what is going on. And they're not going to be briefing him of the case of this man. So what is he going to handle it? Verse 25. Now, when Festus was coming to the province, and when he came in as the governor, after three days, he ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. So he went to Jerusalem to visit these rulers of the Jews because he's the new governor. And then the high priest and the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him and desired favor against him that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying in wait in a way to kill him. I mean, they wanted the new governor to send for Paul, bring him out of Caesarea back to Jerusalem so that we can handle his case. But see, they were planning to kill him on the road. But see, the governor who didn't know anything about this thing, we asked the chief captain. The chief captain was still there in Jerusalem, chief captain is here. He will be warning that, what, who's about, who, what about this? Who are they talking about this Paul? And the captain will tell him exactly everything that happened. So after he has heard from the captain, he knew that, oh, okay. So Festus answered that Paul should be kept as Caesarea. So he knew that that was why they sent him to Caesarea so that he can escape being lynched right here in Jerusalem. So he just agreed with the chief captain. He said, Paul should be kept as Caesarea and that he himself would depart shortly. I said, let them therefore say, the, which among you are able, go down with me and accuse this man if there be any wickedness in him. So he said, well, let him, let's just leave him in Caesarea. I will go back to Caesarea in a few days and you, anyone among you can follow me and come and accuse him, I will die the case over there. Verse 6, And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded Paul to be brought, because he saw that these people actually came with him, because they wanted this thing and do quickly. So he said, okay, they are here, all right, so let's do it tomorrow. So they brought Apostle Paul before the new governor, Governor Festus, and these people stood up to accuse Paul. Verse 7, and when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood round about and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. But he said, how will Paul defend himself now? He's, he's now fed up with all of this thing. That they are transferring from one governor to another governor when they should have concluded this thing under Felix. But see, so Apostle just answered for himself and said, neither against the Lord of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against his have I offended anything at all. So he has nothing to say. Oh, I have not offended anything at all. You are just making up stories. So, but Festus willing to do the Jews a pleasure because the Festus was 
really trying to split all the Jews that were in Jerusalem that we are, that he talked to over there. He answered Paul and said, Will thou go up to Jerusalem and there be judge of these things before me? He actually put the world before me more or less to make it look like I will still be with there to be the one to judge. He was actually trying to release him back to Jerusalem because he already asked that he should send for Paul to bring Paul to Jerusalem. And the captain Lysias has said, the way these things were, we actually rescued Paul from Jerusalem so that they wouldn't lynch him. So that's why I said, well, Paul should be left in Caesarea. I will go there and you come with me and let's see. Now he came to Caesarea and now he wanted to please the Jews. I said, he was asking Paul, will you go to Jerusalem to go and judge of this thing? And he tried to put before me inside this as if I will still be the one to judge this case. Whereas that's a, that could have been a lie. He actually tried to tell a lie. He was actually trying to say, without law, let them judge you in Jerusalem by this your Jews. He forgot that the captain just told him that we rescued Paul from, from them and sent him to Caesarea so that they can't kill him. So that make it possible to speak out. Verse 9, when Festus said, Will thou, willing, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answer Paul and say, Will thou go up to Jerusalem and there be judge of these things before me? I don't know why that will be necessary, why we need to go to Jerusalem. You wonder why? He wanted to release Paul to them also. Then said Paul, I stand as Caesar's judgment is just appeal. He knew that this is, this is uh, crazy. This is uh, the plan of this man. He said, IP is just going to appear right now above, get, take it out of uh, the governor's hand. Because he being a, like I say, Apostle Paul was a, an attorney. He knew the law and also a, 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 a Roman. And he has, uh, the judge of the, this governor also already read that he says Roman. That's why he was able to have that uh, privilege. That they even rescued him from the hand of the Jews was a privilege that only Romans and the, the captain Lysias had already put in that he was a Roman in the letter that he sent to the governor. So he knew that that's why he was having that privilege. So Apostle Paul quickly used his uh, knowledge of them and said, I appeal to Caesar. And he said, Whatever you decide here, it's not favoring me, I appeal. So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. For if I be an offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. Yeah, we don't refuse to die because we know we are going to a better place. Also. But we don't want to be killed for unjust, unjust uh, reasons. Unjust reasons or just laws. He said, I refuse not to die, but if there be none of these things, whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal unto Caesar. Hmm. The governor knew that well. He decided to, come to consult with the people that were called the council. He also had the governor of the council of people that uh, he always consulted with. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, now the council of the governor, not just that, this governor is not just deciding a case by himself. He has a council of people that we like attorneys, attorneys that know the law, that we confide with them and say, yeah, the man has the right to appeal, okay? So we have to send him, okay, all right, so. Then Festus, when he had confided with the council, answered, as thou appeal unto Caesar, unto Caesar shall thou go. So they agreed that, well, he has the right to appeal to Caesar, that's the next step as, an, as, a, as a Roman. Verse 13. So that was how Apostle Paul appealed to Caesar, and the governor we finally went to send him. After certain days, but Paul was not done yet because God wanted him to witness before kings 
and the four rulers. That was the purpose why God allowed this thing to happen that way. And this is the next episode is where Apostle Paul will be standing before great men. Even in that Caesarea, that they will come and visit the new governor, friends, rulers, kings, or that heard about the governor as change. They always want to make friends with the new governor because they are rulers of these provinces that are nearby. And the new governor is like a, uh, appointed by Rome to come over. So every new rulers that are in the neighborhood, we want to associate with this new governor so that they have their influence to be established, influence in the world. So God knew about that. God wanted our passport to, to witness to them the grace of God. Because this, many of these great rulers, we never had any opportunity to hear the gospel except that opportunity because they are never in the street when this, where this things is being preached. They are only hearing a hearsay from their servants that saw something going on in Israel and say, well, you know, something is happening. Israel. Really? They, they won't be able to tell them the details also. They just knew that something is going on. Even the days of our Lord Jesus Christ, Conscious Pilate, who was the governor in Jerusalem, they would have heard that they said there was a man who claimed to be walking signs and wonders, and they called him this their king. So he knew about it, and he has heard from the soldiers. He himself was not in the street. So when they are now arresting Jesus Christ, thinking he should say that they brought this man because of envy. They envy this man. He was doing signs and wonders that they couldn't do. And their God didn't do it through them. And this man said he is sent by their God. So you know they are jealous of him. So that's why these rulers could hear what's going on in the streets. They are not in the streets. But they have no opportunity to hear the detail. So the Lord wanted to send them opportunity to hear the detail. He allowed Paul to be a prisoner. And waiting at this point, when the Festus was going to be visited by a great company of great rulers that are coming to say hello to Festus, and Apostle Paul was going to be there to witness to them. This is what happened in the next episode, verse 13. After certain days, King Agrippa, that's the Herod Agrippa, and Benice, that's another ruler, came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. And when they had been there many days, so they were not just there for one day and go back the second night. No, they were there like a, a vacation. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king, saying, There is a certain man left in bonds by Felix, the former governor, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the youth informed me, deciding to have judgment against him. To whom I answered, It is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die. Before that, he which is accused have the accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him. Therefore, when they were coming without any delay on the morrow, I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth. Against whom, when the accusers stood up, they brought non accusation of such things as I suppose they were accusing of something that this is not worthy of death of imprisonment. Why are they talking about somebody's name and so on? And he said, I guess when the accusers stood up, they brought non-accusation of such things as I suppose, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition. Of one Jesus which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. He said they, they mentioned this one Jesus that was dead. He well, was crucified. Oh yeah, we know that when we crucified people, they died. So Paul said he's still alive. Uh, at this festival does not Want to waste his time thinking about those things. These things are superstition. Superstition means things that never existed that people are believing. So that is really why they call it superstition. See, but when Paul 
And say, and because I doubted of such manner, verse 20, because I doubted of such manner of questions, I asked him whether he would go to Jerusalem there and be judged of these matters. See, now you see, when he was now reporting it to King Agrippa, he said, we we'll judge of this matter before me. He used the word before me when he was talking to Paul, so that Paul will agree, and they will send him to Jerusalem and let him and do it there. He won't go there. The, judge, the governor would have gone there. But he used that word, come and be judged in Jerusalem before me. If God, if our Paul has agreed, we'll send him to Jerusalem and say, let him and do it. We'll not go to Jerusalem. Whatever they stone him to death, he'll say, well, just say sorry. He just say sorry. But our Paul knew better because God has already warned him, you are going to Rome. So, so now when he was, when the governor was now telling King Agrippa, he didn't say before me, he just said, I asked him whether he will go to Jerusalem and there be judge of these matters. I mean, go back to Jerusalem and be judge of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be reserved unto the hearing of Augustus, Augustus Caesar, so he just called him Augustus because it depends on how, how related, how close you are to the person. You either call him by name or you call him by presidency, or you just call him by his name. Say, I, to be, to the, to the, unto the hearing of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I might send him to Caesar. So that's Augustus Caesar. So Caesar changing after he died, and that one Caesar comes up. And around sometimes they die young because some of them get killed by the, the contenders. So another Caesar was Augustus that was reading about that time. So Agrippa said unto Festus, I will also hear the man myself. And he said, Tomorrow said he, thou shalt hear him. So Agrippa has heard about this Christianity going everywhere and people have converted. And because they were on, on their palaces, they hear what's going on in the streets. So he said, Well, gee, I like to hear this man. He's the one that be preaching this around, okay? Like, let him come and preach to me. Too. I want to hear what they are all talking about. So, and a professor said, wait, let's settle it for tomorrow. We'll hear it tomorrow. So they call all the rulers. Come over. Come and hear this man talk. On the morrow, verse 23, and on the morrow, when a great power was come, and Bernice, as the other ruler, with great pomp, I mean, they brought all their servants with them. The servants of the king, they go with the king. king a king doesn't just go by himself. He has servants with him. Like a entourage, maybe Benin also have his entourage. They all sit down like a like a fan fear. They want to hear this preacher. And was entered into the place of hearing with the chief captain and principal men of the city. See, principal men of the city. They must have called one another and said, "You want to hear the, what you have been hearing is going on in the street? Come and hear first hand. We go to make a presentation here. Everybody say, "Oh, I want to be there." So they all can say, "The principal, the chief men, the chief captains." And the principal men of the city, they came together. And they want to listen to this man. Festus' commandment, Paul was brought forth. Verse 24. And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all men which are here present with us. Now you see, they are going to ask Paul to present this case before all of them. The Jews that were accused are not here. This is no more a case between the Jews and Paul. They just want to hear from Paul's mouth what this is all about. And that was the opportunity God has been waiting to get Paul to present the gospel to these rulers that may never have that chance again because they are not, never in the streets. People that are in the streets in the market, we hear the preacher preach and come there and listen. But these men are so high up, they never come to see the same servants. They themselves never come to the streets to hear what's going on. They never come to the market to hear what's going on. So they are always in the high palaces. So God wants to send the message to them, to, to them here. So everybody must hear and decide for yourself individually. He that believeth and is saved and is baptized shall be saved. If they don't believe, they are damned. But they have to have the opportunity to hear. So the 
governor was going to address this, the, the audience, say, King Agrippa and all men which are present with us, you see this man, about whom all the multitude of the Jews have dealt with me, both at Jerusalem and also here, crying that he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and that he himself has appealed to, Caesar, to Augustus, I have determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my Lord and to the Caesar. Wherefore, I have brought him forth before you, and especially before the old King Agrippa, that after examination, I might have some word to write. I mean, they say, what am I going to say is the accus accusation of this man. I can't just send him to Caesar and say, what is he accused of? You don't know. They just say he should be killed. What did they say he did wrong? You don't know. You mentioned the Jesus. So, so that's why he said, I don't know what to write. So but after we examine, maybe we know what to write. Verse 27, for he seemed to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not without to signify the crimes laid against him. So that was how first of the governor presented the case before King Agrippa and said, we want him to come and tell us what this is all about so that they can write something as this is the crime against him. Well, that seems to be devised by God. Otherwise, you could say, you come, and, come and commit yourself to so tell us what you should say you are accused of. But see, Apostle Paul is going to tell them the gospel. And that will be in chapter 26. And I believe I'm going to stop this and continue in the next chapter 26 next time. And this, I believe the Lord will bless your heart as we continue this recording. God bless you.